Bills versus Seahawks, Buccaneers versus Saints, Cardinals versus Dolphins. Week nine of the NFL season is almost here. I believe it's gonna be a great weekend of football. I'm very excited to watch all the games, especially those three that I just mentioned. In the Premier League, Manchester City versus Liverpool, Manchester United versus Everton, Leicester versus Wolves is shaping up to be another great weekend of soccer in the Premier League. I am so excited for this weekend full of football and soccer or football, whatever you wanna call it. My name is Ismael San Juan. This is Hard to Handle Sports, episode number 14. I am so happy to be here. Let's get started. In the NFL, Seahawks versus Buffalo Bills. The Seahawks come at 6-1. The Bills come at 6-2. Uh, the Bills started really hot this season, especially behind the back of Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked like an MVP candidate when the season started. He was playing amazing. Everyone thought he had made that jump into the upper echelon of quarterbacks he was an mvp candidate everybody was singing his praises i remember all the articles all the tv shows were talking about him damn is josh allen an mvp candidate is josh allen a top five qb uh, is he the best quarterback in his class they're comparing him with lamar jackson they're saying he made that jump everyone's praising the bills and then they play the titans and then they play the uh chiefs and then even last week against the patriots he hasn't looked that good the offense is not looking as explosive. They do have Stephon Diggs. They do have Brown. They do have Singletary. They do have Moss. So they have some weapons. But Josh Allen just needs to get focused again, basically. I, th- I think he's been a little lazy with his mechanics. He, everyone was praising how he worked on his fundamentals over the season. I remember watching the first two or three games. Everybody was highlighting how he was like, he. I think he does like a little hop into his throw that helps him be more accurate on his down the field passes, everyone kept putting like the the little statistic where it said that uh, Josh Allen on deep throws, I think he was shooting like 30% less. He was throwing like 30% last season or maybe lower. And then this this season he had picked it up to, I believe, like 60. Or, he was leading the NFL. I know those numbers has gone down in the last three weeks. He's not scoring those rushing touchdowns that we're accustomed to seeing him. He's being a little clumsy with the ball. He's had some turnovers. So I think this is a good matchup for Josh Allen. This is a good week to get back on track. The Seattle defense is not what it used to be. It's no longer the Legion of Boom. You no longer you no longer have Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Thomas. You still have Wagner, but that defense is weak. It's 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 the Achilles point for that team. They can't get pressure on the quarterback. They give up a lot of passing yards. The run defense isn't that good. That defense might be the worst defense in the NFL. The only reason the Seahawks are this good is because they have the top MVP candidate and Russell Wilson. He's amazing. I love Russell Wilson. Ever since he came out of college, I've always thought he was an elite quarterback. He's looked good since he came out. And this year, he's putting everything together. He has, I think, the second most touchdowns through seven games in NFL history. He's on pace to score over 50 touchdowns this week. I mean, this season. Russell Wilson is the truth. It still baffles me that he's never had an MVP vote in his whole career. Get this man an MVP vote. Get this man the MVP trophy. Get this man another Lombardi trophy. I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. I would like to see him lift up another trophy. But in this game specifically, I think the Bills do have a chance just because they have a lot of weapons on offense. And the Seahawks defense is atrocious. The Bills defense has been teetering on like good and bad. 
sometimes they have good, really good games, and then some other games they get exposed. But I think the Seahawks are too are too. They have too much, too many fire. Uh, they have too much firepower. They they score too many points. They're, they're they're the highest scoring offense in the NFL. I believe they score around thirty five points uh, a game, and I see them reaching that that mark again this week. Metcalf, Lockett, Olsen. They're gonna be without Carson this weekend, but honestly, Russell Wilson can make it work with any wide receiver. He has now he has a lot of weapons. Now you see his weapons, and you're like, whoa, Metcalf, Lockett. You you look you look across the board more. I think is one of their wide receivers, and you're like, all right, this is a nice wide receiver court. But the start of the, his career, they never really got him weapons, and he still made it work. Baldwin, shout out to Baldwin, he was a good wide receiver. But they had a uh, Tate. They had some good smaller wide receivers when they won the Super Bowl. Curse, but they never had like a real number one, kind of like DK Metcalf, and he just opens up the the rest of the field. Locke is the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. So I think the Seahawks are going to come out victorious. It's going to be a high-scoring game for sure. Like I said, the Seahawks defense is never going to... It seems like the like the Seahawks can never get a comfortable win. It's always a shootout. It's, it's always towards the last seconds, towards the last minutes of the fourth quarter. But they have Russell Wilson, one of the most clutch quarterbacks ever in the NFL right now for sure, but even ever. If, you have, if Russell Wilson has the ball at the end of the game, I feel very confident that he's going to pull the game out. He wasn't able to do it against the Cardinals a couple weeks back, but that's another story. Is I mean, he's not perfect, but I do think they have enough to beat the Bills this weekend. I think it's gonna be a high-scoring game. I think it's gonna go into the 30s. I see the Seahawks putting 35 plus on the Bills. So I, if I were to put a number to it, I say the I say the Seahawks put 36 and the Bills just because Josh Allen is gonna get is gonna get back into the rhythm. For my sake, too, because I have him in two fantasy football leagues, I think he's going to get back on track. He's going to have three or four touchdowns. So I say it's 36-28, Seahawks win. Um, it is in Buffalo, so I know they're going to miss their fans. I know if, if Bills Mafia was there, they would have a better chance. But unfortunately, I believe no fans are going to be in attendance, so that's really going to hurt them. I know they they would appreciate having their fans to, have, to help them beat the Seahawks. But... It is what it is. Seahawks 36, Bills 28 is my prediction for that game. The second game that I, that really caught my attention was the Miami Dolphins against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals were the team that beat the Seahawks, gave them their only loss of this season. And the Dolphins, they've looked pretty good. Brian Flores has done a great job with that team. <clears throat> After last season when they started, I believe, 0-5, they really turned it around. They've had... Since that 0-5 season, they've been uh, over 500. They've been a competitive team. Brian Flores looks like he's the coach for the future. Like he's gonna be there for a long time. He looks like his program is working. Uh, it was working pretty good with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then they decided to make the move for Tua. I think he went fifth overall in the NFL season, and we've seen what the other rookie quarterbacks have done across the league. Burrow and Herbert have looked amazing. They look like cornerstones for their respective franchise. They look like they're going to be in the league for 15, 20 years, and they're going to be stars in the NFL. And I know the Dolphins wanted to find out what they had in Tua. There's some rumors going around right now that because the Dolphins have the Texans pick, because the Texans are so bad this year, that pick is projected to be within the 2 to 5 range. So if they're there in next year's draft, they could potentially take another quarterback and Tua will just be there for this season, and they'll ship him out. They'll trade him. 
kind of how like the Car- the Arizona Cardinals make made way for Kyle Murray. I, I I could see that. I see where people are coming from just because it happened for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think it's gonna happen for the Dolphins. With the Arizona Cardinals, it was a different head coach that drafted uh, the previous quarterback, and then their new head coach came in and he he brought in a whole spread offense that was more catered towards a running quarterback that could like keep the defense guessing on these RPOs and stuff like that. So it made sense for him to move on from the previous quarterback and just give the key, draft Kyle Murray and you know be able to implement his offense as best as he could as he wanted to. So that makes sense. On the other hand, Brian Flores has been there. He's not going to get fired. I can guarantee that he's not going to get fired going into next season. The Dolphins have found their head coach for the future. He's going to be there next season. And he he was there when they made the decision to make to pick Tua. And unless Tua just thinks it up super bad, even if he's average, they're going to keep him. He had a lot of potential. He got hurt. He's coming back from a hip injury. They're going to be patient with him. I, patient with him, I believe. And I don't see the similarity in the in the in the two in the two uh, scenarios, the Arizona Cardinals and the Dolphins. But so it's funny that those are the two comparisons that are being compared at this week when they play each other. And it worked out for the Cardinals. Kyle Murray is definitely a, a good quarterback. Is someone you could build the franchise around. He has looked really, really good in his first two seasons. He won Rookie of the Year this uh, last year. People were flirting with the idea that he was an MVP candidate at the beginning of the season. I think he still has a uh, he has he still has time to make a case for MVP if he if he's able to get some wins under his belt and if he steals the division from the Seahawks, he would definitely push his his name right up there in, in the MVP candidates. I don't think they will win the division. I do think they're gonna. I predict them to be in the hunt to get a playoff spot before the season. But now that the season's playing out, we see what teams are made of. We see what they're doing. We see what they're capable of. I do think the Cardinals are going to be one of the teams that get a wild card spot. I think that division is going to get three playoff spots, if not four, probably four. But the but the Niners have so many injuries that the they're done. They have no hope. I don't like Garoppolo that much, but he's he's hurt, and and their backup quarterbacks are not talented whatsoever. And they lost Kittle for basically the rest of the season. If they make a playoff push, he might come back. So that takes the 49ers out of that playoff picture. But I do think the Rams and the Cardinals are going to hold on for wild card spots. And the Seahawks are going to win the division. They're going to have a, uh, a playoff spot. But for this game specifically, the Miami Dolphins are without Brita. They're without Gaskin. So the running game takes a big hit. And I think it just sets it up pretty good to see what Tua is made of. The Cardinals don't have a, a stifling def- defense per se. They're not a defense that you, you look at and you're like, whoa, like, let's protect your quarterback. Like, let's not make him look bad and make him throw the ball 30 times on the field. And then we're just setting him up for failures. They're definitely a defense that you can score on, that you could get your that you get your feet wet, that you could feel comfortable about yourself playing them. So I think it's gonna be a good uh it's gonna be a good barometer after the, after this game to see where Tua stacks up in the league. And I wish him the best. I wish him I wish he succeeds. A lot of people are already saying that just the way the numbers work out, it's very hard for three elite quarterbacks to come out of one draft class. I think the last time that happened was in 04 when they had Rivers, Eli Manning, and Big Ben. So just the way Burrow's looking, he already looks pretty elite. He looks like he's going to be good. Herbert looks like he's like a Patrick Mahomes light, smaller Patrick Mahomes with a lot of potential, and he looks like he's going to be elite too. 
So they're already saying it looks like Tua is gonna be the one of the three that's not gonna be good. But I like I like the kid. He he looks like he's humble. I, when he got his first uh, playing time against the Jets, he came back into the field. He sat on the field. He took everything in. I think that was very that was awesome to see. So I do wish him the best. I do think he's gonna have. I hope he has a good game. Arizona, like I said, Arizona Cardinals defense is not is not like stifling by any chance. So I do think he's gonna have the opportunity to, you know, put on the show and show is what he's made of. But I think the Cardinals just have a little bit better offensive power. I think Kyle Murray's in the second year. He's he's he knows how to control pace. He he knows how to make plays. He knows how to get first downs and keep drives going. And DeAndre Hopkins is balling out right now. And they have old Mr. Reliable Fitzgerald. So I just think they're gonna I think they're gonna be able to get this get this W. If I were to put a score on it, I think it's gonna be in the twenties, maybe like twenty eight to twenty one, twenty eight to twenty. Uh, Cardinals is my prediction, but I just think it's gonna be a real fun game. I'm I'm definitely gonna have I'm definitely gonna be checking in on it this weekend just because two quarterbacks that are fun and it's just it just makes for a good matchup. It makes for entertaining football in my eyes. And I'm and they're both short. They're both shorter quarterbacks. They're smaller build. They're good. I believe they're gonna be running around. Two is a lefty quarterback. You don't see that too often. I just think it's gonna be a really fun game. So if, if you have if you're uh if you don't have a team or you have time when they're playing, I think that's a game. That's a good game to check it out. Uh, Dolphins versus Cardinals. Cardinals are gonna win twenty eight to twenty. It's my prediction. The last game I wanted to talk about for this weekend is the Sunday night football game. It's this game. This game. I'm super excited. Saints versus Buccaneers. Uh, on Sunday night football. Saints come in at five and two. Buccaneers come in at six and two. For for all the criticism that the Saints got at the beginning of the season when they looked like they were struggling, they lost to the they lost to the um, Raiders. They lost to the Las Vegas Raiders, and then uh, they were struggling. They lost to the Packers, and then they beat the Lions. They beat the Chargers, and now they beat the Panthers. They haven't been like the sexiest of victories. They beat the Bears too, but they've gotten the victories. Drew Brees was getting a lot of hate. He's still getting a lot of hate sometimes for checking to, for checking the ball down too much, for not throwing the ball down the field. But this week, I think they just said that Michael Thomas is going to be coming back, his favorite wide receiver, the best wide receiver from last season. He had an elite season. He is by far the best wide receiver last year. He was breaking records, catching everything thrown his way. And for the Buccaneers, they get Antonio Brown. I think they get Godwin back. They have Evans. They have Gronkowski. They have Brady. It's going to be a great, great Sunday night football game. Uh, this is probably one of the most hyped-up Sunday night football games I've I've been for. It's going to be a great game. The Saints, I, I feel like uh, if they didn't have Michael Thomas, they wouldn't have a chance just because the Buccaneers have too many too many weapons, too many wide receivers that Brady could uh, just pick that defense apart. But because they have Michael Thomas, they have, they have somewhat of a chance. They could keep up with them. But the Buccaneers' defense, I think it's, it's too good. It's better than the Saints' defense. And Brady's on fire right now. Brady's been killing it these last four weeks. He looks like the 07 Brady. He looks like he's totally under control. He's getting comfortable with his offense. Antonio Brown, a lot of people say he hasn't played that much in the last two, two and a half years. But he's Antonio Brown. He was the best wide receiver in the NFL Last time he played, last time he played a full season, he was the best wide receiver in the NFL. No one could cover Antonio Brown. And with Mike Evans and Godwin, 
next to him, ah, this the Buccaneers are looking scary. The Buccaneers are looking like they're for reals. It's going to be a great Sunday night football game. The Saints did win week one. The Buccaneers looked rather pedestrian that, that day. Brady looked old. It looked like he had no chemistry with his wide receivers. He couldn't connect with Godwin. He couldn't connect with uh, Evans. Gronkowski looked like he should have stayed retired. But now everyone has their legs under them. The Buccaneers look that their chemistry is getting there. So I do think the Buccaneers are going to win. And it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a shootout, mostly on the Buccaneers side. So I say the Buccaneers win 30, 33 to 24. 33-24 is my prediction for the Buccaneers. And I do think Antonio Brown is going to have a big game. I think Brady has a good connection with him. I think he likes Antonio Brown. I think he he was. They were saying that he was the one that pushed to get Antonio Brown to the to the Buccaneers. So I think Antonio Brown is going to make headlines on Sunday Night Football. So Sunday Night Football is probably my favorite game every week, just because I really like their commentators that NBC puts out, and I like their production. And it's just it's Sunday Night Football. It, it's a great time. And I think Antonio Brown is going to make a splash. I have him going, making six to ten receptions, and he's going to go get over 100 yards, and he's definitely going to get in the end zone. That's my prediction. Antonio Brown is going to get in the end zone, and it's going to, he's going to make the headlines. And I just I hope he stays rather calm. I hope he doesn't get into trouble because uh, we all know that Antonio Brown could go off the rails and just start saying crazy stuff and get suspended by the league. And I know he has a case. I think he has a domestic violence case that has to be settled in court. So we'll see how that plays out and if he's able to play football. But no one could deny that he's an elite wide receiver and he's entertaining to watch on the field. So I do think he's going to make some headlines and he's going to have a big game. But once again, my prediction for the game is Buccaneers 33, Saints 24. <clears throat> so that's it for the for my NFL uh, discussion this week. Uh, we'll see how it plays out for week nine. Uh, there's a lot of good games that are happening this this week, too. Um, another one that I wish I could have talked, but uh, just not didn't didn't really look too much into it. The Colts versus the Ravens. I think that one's also going to be good. But just it looks like going down going down the uh, the games this week, Packers versus 49ers. Packers already beat them 34 to 17 yesterday on Thursday Night Football. Texans, Jaguars, Giants versus Washington, Ravens versus Colts, Lions versus Vikings, Bears versus Titans. That's another one that caught my attention. Panthers versus Chiefs, Seahawks, Bills, Broncos, Falcons, Raiders, Chargers, Dolphins, Cardinals, Steelers, Cowboys, Saints, Buccaneers, Patriots, Jets. So, you know, if you're not busy Sunday, just hunker down. There's a lot of good games. There's a lot of good games to be played this weekend. Week nine of the NFL season looks like it's going to be another great week of football. Very excited to watch. Very excited to tune in and see how these games play out. We're halfway through the season. We're almost there. Eight games have been played. We're on week nine. Eight more games coming up. Hopefully we're able to finish. COVID has, has you know, the season teetering. But I'm positive and I hope the season uh, is able to conclude and we have some good playoff games and a nice Super Bowl. But yeah, that was week nine of the NFL football season, my predictions for some games. I wanted to also touch on uh, match day eight for the Premier League season. Uh, it's coming up. We have uh, match day eight. Let me just quickly go through the matchups this week. Brighton versus Burnley, Southampton versus Newcastle, Everton versus Man United, 
Crystal Palace versus Leeds, Chelsea versus Sheffield, West Ham versus Fulham, West Brom versus Tottenham, Leicester versus Wolves, Man City versus Liverpool, and Arsenal versus Aston Villa. So this is these are the matchups for match match day eight. Uh, there's three that really catch my attention: Everton versus Man United, Leicester versus Wolves, and the main one: Manchester City versus Liverpool. <clears throat> let me start off. Let me start off with Everton versus Manchester United. Everton started the season super hot. Everybody was on that Everton bandwagon. Every everybody was praising James. Everybody was praising Ancelotti. They were on fire. They took this. They took the league by storm at the beginning of the season. They looked unstoppable. And then injury hit. They lost players. They don't have that deep of a squad, and they've struggled these last two weeks. At last three weeks, I think they have a tie and a loss and a loss after the latest international break. So they they're definitely on the downside of their season right now. Hopefully, they can turn it around. I I really like watching Everton. I think they have a fun team. And on the other side, they have Manchester United, a team that's underperforming heavily. Uh, I think Ole should get fired. I've been saying that for a while now. I don't believe in his tactics. I don't believe in him as a manager. I think uh, he's not the man for the job. And I think they're going to struggle struggle against Everton. I think Everton's getting a lot of their key players back. James is supposed to come back. And Richarlison, I believe, is supposed to come back. And that's really going to give him a lot of firepower going forward. The Manchester United defense has not looked good the whole season. They have they have some games or some sections of a game where they look really stout, where they look solid, where Maguire looks like a good center back, and then they just shit the bed for a half or the whole game or the next following game, and you're like, okay, there they are. Uh, that weak defense shows it rears its ugly head again. So Manchester United started ugly, got killed by Tottenham. And then they strung some some wins against PSG, and everyone thought they were, you know, turning the season around. And I think last week they lost against Arsenal, one one zero. And then in Champions League this week, this week they lost against uh, RB. Let's let's see. Oh no, they beat RB and then beat PSG, and then they le- they lost to Istanbul Bas Basaksir. I don't even know how to say their name, but they lost in Champions League this week, in the middle of the week. I believe it was Wednesday. And I think Ole should be, I, I don't know what the Manchester United board is doing, but I believe he should be on the hot seat. He, he's had more than enough time. He hasn't made the tough decisions. I think Pogba should not be playing anymore. He should be on the bench sitting down and thinking about the effort he puts into games and if he really wants to be at Manchester United. And if he doesn't, then he should request a transfer and go somewhere else because I don't think he's getting it done. He's getting it done at Manchester United. I think he plays lazy. I think he it shows in his game. It shows in his challenges. He gave a PK earlier in the season. I forgot what team it was, but it was a lazy slide. And then last week against Arsenal, lazy challenge. Instead of just marking the player, getting dropping back and getting your position back, he sticks his leg out super lazily, clips an Arsenal player, and they lose. I've just kind of lost faith on Pogba, and it's crazy because I remember there was a time where everybody was putting a bid in for him. Everybody wanted to have him on his team. As a Real Madrid fan, I know I wanted him. All the Barcelona fans that I know wanted him. Manchester City, everybody was putting on a bid for Pogba, and now he looks like 
like a wash good. He looks like he's not the player that he is no more. And I think I think they're gonna struggle against Everton. I have Everton winning 2-0 against Manchester United and really putting the the putting the heat on uh, Ole's seat. And I think if Manchester United wants to move forward, wants to move on, they should. They should they should uh they should fire him and they should I think they should go for Potichino. They should go get him. He's he I think he I rate him as a coach. I know he struggled with Tottenham his last season, he got fired, but he got them to a Champions League final. And they had never been there before, and I think he played. They played pretty good soccer with him, and I could at least see some tactics with Potocino. I don't really see what all plays for, all they plays for, and I just think Manchester United is gonna struggle against Everton. Hamas is coming back. Richarlison's coming back, and I think they have a way better head coach. Ancelotti is definitely a better coach than Ole, so I have Everton getting back in form, getting back on the winning column. And I have United just teetering again and dropping points again and putting a lot of pressure on the board to do something because I know Manchester United fans are not are not happy. And Manchester United fans, they're everywhere. They're any, anywhere you go, they're going to be there. And they're demanding. And they've had a really rough time these last few years since Sir Alex retired. And they just want... I, I know they're desperate to just be back amongst the top teams in England and be amongst, you know, the greats of Europe. And right now they're very, it looks like they're very, very far from that. And I just don't think Ole is the coach. And the next step is to fire him. So I'm picking Everton because I think they're a better team. And I think Ancelotti is a better coach, but I'm also picking them because I kind of just want this, this era of Manchester United to be done. And that's another step closer for that to happen. So, Everton 2, Manchester United 0 is my prediction for that game. Uh, two more games I wanted to talk about. Wolves versus Leicester. Wolves versus Leicester is the next game I want to talk about. Wolves come in. I think this is the best start to an EPL season ever. Uh, they look, they've played some very slow games, some very hard-to-watch games. Uh, if, you're, if you've been a Wolves fan like myself and you've watched them the last two seasons they've been a very entertaining side they play that counter-attacking football just running down the flanks Traore Jota or somebody Neto crossing to Raul Jimenez really really fun soccer to see a lot of I, I know it attracted a lot of neutrals it attracted a lot of casual EPL fans or any other any fans from other teams that were just trying to watch some good EPL games Wolves were that team that caught everyone's attention and everyone kind of liked the Wolves and how they played. But this season, they're trying to transition, I guess, into a more possession style of football. And it's been it's been kind of ugly. I'm not going to lie. It's been, it's been an ugly transition. They haven't scored that many goals. Their soccer looks rigid and it looks kind of boring. But they've been able to get some wins. And then last week, they, they, got a, they played a little better. They played Crystal Palace and they actually scored in the first half. They, they hadn't scored in the first half in I don't know how long, but... They're a second, second half scoring team, and they scored in the first half. They took a 2-0 lead, and they were able to keep it. So as a Wolves fan, I do think they have what it takes to beat Leicester. I think if they expose them down the middle, if they let Nevis pick out long balls to Neto or Potence. And I think Adama Trode, he's had a he's had a rough start to the season. Maybe not rough, but not not the start that Wolves fans were hoping for. Everyone thought he's gonna make the next next jump. He's he's been progressing his game. 
the last few seasons, and everyone thought he's going to make another jump this season. And he's had trouble starting games. He's had trouble coming out of uh, coming from the bench and making an impact. But I think this this is a week where Adama Traore is going to find some space and he's going to make a big contribution. I think Leicester is going to beat. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game because they both have pretty good defenses. And I think it's going to be a 2-1 victory for Wolves. And I do think Vardy is going to get his goal. Vardy is one of my favorite forwards in the Premier League. It's going to be great to see Vardy and Jimenez both be on the field. You could say they're like underrated. They, they don't have the biggest names. Jimenez is getting there. Vardy, everyone knows what Vardy does. But they don't have, they're not like an Aguero. They're not like a Kane where everyone just knows them and you know thinks of them as world class. They're, they're like that lower tier, if you would say, under them, under them. But they're both amazing forwards. They're both really great strikers and and they're both other teams you know run their whole their whole attacking front three revolves around them so it's just gonna be a good game i do have the wolves winning like i said 2-1 but i think it's gonna be a great game it's gonna be where i'm at it's gonna be at sunday sunday at six in the morning so i know i'm gonna wake up and watch that it's gonna be it's gonna be entertaining and if wolves i think wolves whoever wins this game is gonna push into the top four that both both lester and uh the Wolves have been doing good. And let me, if I just take a look at the standings, Leicester's in third place right now with 15 points. Wolves are in sixth place with 13 points. So whoever wins this game, it might be a draw, but whoever wins this game is really going to catapult themselves up, up in the standings. Liverpool plays Manchester City, so they might drop. So Leicester potentially has a chance to go top of the table if they win the, if they win this game. And Wolves potentially has a chance to tie with the, with the, Southampton and Liverpool for that first spot. So you know, there's a lot of this is gonna be it's gonna be an important game for both teams. They're they both at the top of the table. They both have started great this season. So it's gonna be a real entertaining game. As a Wolves fan, I do hope they pull that victory. So two one Wolves is my prediction. And finally, the most entertaining, the most hyped up game for this season, the most hyped up game uh, this weekend. Everyone wants to see this. Everyone thought they were going to be the two leading horses. Liverpool versus Manchester City. Liverpool versus Manchester City. City has been struggling. And Liverpool, after their injuries, Van Dijk's out for the season. Uh, Everyone thought that was going to hurt their chances for the Premier League. Everyone thought, you know, they're not going to be able to keep up with the rest of the teams. But lo and behold... Jota's playing amazing. The Wolves fans, I miss him. I miss you, Jota. Please come back. No, but really, he's not going to come back. He's gone. And Liverpool are really enjoying his football. Jota's really enjoying his football. Uh, uh, Salah and Mane look good. That defense is picking it up. They're, They're starting to get clean sheets. Liverpool, I feel like both of these teams are going in different directions. City's still struggling. City's still trying to get it trying to get its legs under it. They're trying to find a rhythm. And it looks like now Liverpool has found its rhythm. It looks like they're firing. They're starting to fire on all cylinders. It's starting to look like the Liverpool from the previous two years. So I think this is a crucial, this is more of a crucial game for City. If City loses this game, they're going to fall way behind. They're they're at 11 points right now. They're 10th place. Liverpool has 16. Man City does have a game at hand. So... You know they do ha- they do have a chance to catch up, but Man City has dropped points against you know some some bad teams, and if Liverpool beats them, 
I don't know if they have it in them to come back. I think it's going to be a Liverpool and Everton or Chelsea race. And Man City just, they haven't looked good. This Like, I watched, I watched their games and I see them play. And they just don't look like the Man City that we've been accustomed to seeing since Pep, since Pep's been there. They, like, by now we should have seen City just trounce a team, beat them 4-0 or maybe like a 2-0 victory. But you, everyone says, oh, they could have beat that team easily 6-0. They had a lot of chances that they maybe didn't score on. But you could just tell that City just overpowers the team. And the chance after chance after chance after chance. And they just create a lot of open play and... They just look fun going forward. They haven't looked like that this season. They haven't They haven't had that flow to their offense. Their defense looks weak still. Pep likes to play that high back line. He kind of exposes his center backs, puts them in a tough spot. And that offense, Aguero's been hurt. I believe he's going to be out again versus Liverpool. I think I just read Aguero's out. Yeah, Aguero's rolled out for the Liverpool game. And Aguero just, he's always hurt. He can't find his rhythm. They rely a lot on him. And Silva's gone now, and he was one of the, he was a magician in the midfield. He was the one that connected the midfield and the offense, made runs into the space, opened up space behind him, and they've missed him. And I don't know if they I, honestly, I don't think I don't think City has has it in them. Last time they played at the end of last season in the restart, City did beat Liverpool 4-0, and they looked amazing. But I think both teams are different now, and Liverpool is just in a way better in a way better uh rhythm right now they're in, they're they're enjoying their soccer more jota is can't stop scoring for some reason he scored a hat trick in champions league this week he scored the winner last weekend and he just scores he, it seems every time jota gets on the field he scores he's on fire i think he should start over firmino firmino everyone says he's crucial for the liverpool way of attacking he's kind of like that benzema player where he, you you don't see if you don't if you don't see the build up to a goal or you don't see the movement he makes you don't really appreciate what he does for a team, but he he gets on the you know he he makes an impact without showing up on on the stat sheet. That's the Firmino like that everyone defends. Oh yeah, you don't you don't see the build up, you don't see the movement he does, you don't see all the little passes he does and stuff like that. That's good and all, but when you have a player like Hota that's scoring goals for fun, that. Every time he steps onto the field, it seems like he's scoring a goal. I think you have to go, and he's not bad with the with the ball on his foot. Don't don't think don't think as Jota as just as just like a top player on in the in the goal that just is finding uh, rebounds and pushing them in. He his movement is is great. He's finding spaces. He's good with his foot too. He could dribble. Jota is a complete player. Uh, I I don't know if you don't know about Jota. I definitely know because I'm a Wolves fan. I've seen him play the last two years. As a Wolves fan, and I can tell you, he's a very complete player. He's had moments where he's erratic and he he doesn't put chances away, but right now he's on fire. So if I'm a if I'm Klopp for this big clash against Manchester City, I'm benching Firmino, even though he's been great for me for the last two years. Not no hard feelings. It's deep. It's a deep squad. They're in so many competitions this year that they want to win. So I, no hard feelings for Firmino. You know, deep squad, a lot of tournaments. This is just an important game against City that we want to win. We want to build that lead. And Jota is just on fire right now. Jota is firing on all cylinders. It seems like he has that chemistry with Salah and Mane. And I think he should get the start. And I think he's going to do good. And it's going to be another big game for Jota. And I wish him the best. And I do have Liverpool winning. I do have Liverpool trouncing 
Manchester City. I think they're going to get them back for that 4-0 game that they had last last year. Uh, I think they're going to they're going to have something similar. I, I say Liverpool 4, Manchester City 1. That's my prediction for that game. Liverpool 4, Manchester City 1 is my prediction and Jota gets on the score sheet. You heard it here first. Ismael San Juan from Hard to Handle Sports. Jota's going to get on the score sheet even if he doesn't start. Jota's scoring. He's scoring in this crucial matchup and Liverpool is going to trounce Manchester City and a lot of questions are going to be asked about Pep and this team going forward. <clears throat> but this is this has been it for this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports podcast. Uh, I do apologize for not getting an episode out earlier. Uh, election was going on. Uh, you know, just a lot of stuff was going on during this week, but it's now Friday. I got this episode out. Thank you so much for the patience. Thank you so much for listening to me. This has been episode 14 of the Heart to Handle Sports Podcast. Have a great rest of your day and enjoy this weekend of football and soccer. Have a good one.